And joining us now to talk about the historic high border numbers is Mark Morgan. He's the former acting commissioner for Customs and Border Protection, also a visiting fellow for the Heritage Foundation. Mark, great to have you here on the show. Thanks, Rita. Thanks for having me, as always. You know, these numbers are stunning. What did you make of the fact that it's, you know, in one year, and these are the ones, these don't include the gotaways, uh, but just in and of themselves, 2.4 million, essentially, have crossed our border in one fiscal year under this president? Yeah, and put it in perspective, and if you if you include all total encounters, including this past September, right, so the full fiscal year, it actually comes out to 2.7 million total encounters. Think about that. September alone was over 227,000. I shattered another record for the month. Also in this fiscal year, that's very, very important, uh, uh, you, you mentioned six to 700,000 gotaways. Uh, again, shatters another record, and yet another, you know, another record they shattered was a number of illegal aliens that they encountered this fiscal year, which is 98 on the FBI's terror screening database. Now, if you include the first 21st, uh, 21st month of this administration, you're looking at over 5.2 million illegal aliens either have been encountered or gotten away. 4.2 million encounters and over a million gotaways in the first uh, 21 months of this administration, shattering an all-time record. We've never seen this before, Rita, on our southwest border. That is stunning. What does that mean for U.S. national security, Mark Morgan? That's it. And Rita, thanks for that, because a lot of people don't ask that question. And this, it, and that's why I love coming on your show, because this way it really dovetails into what, what is the truth we've been saying, that, that, that border security is national security. Why? And let, let me walk through real quick, because what happens is, is when, when you have illegal immigration, it pulls border patrol resources off the front line, off their national security mission. And it leaves the border wide open, literally handing operational control to the, to the cartels. And when you have the invasion level, the catastrophic level numbers, millions millions of illegal aliens uh, in the first 21 months, you've got, uh, in some areas, Rita, 80 to 90 percent, that's eight zero to nine zero percent of border patrol resources are not on the front lines. They're off doing administrative duties, hospital watch, transportation, and processing. That literally means the border goes unpatrolled, unmonitored, cartels have operational control. What's the result of that? Bad things and bad people are coming across. We know that criminal aliens are pouring across every single day among the one million gotaways, including murderers, rapists, pedophiles, and gang members. We also know that drugs are pouring across fentanyl. We know all the issues with fentanyl, the epidemic in this country, as well as potential national security threats are pouring in this country. That's why we keep saying that illegal immigration is not a victimless crime, and it drives our borders to be less secure. You know, I find it interesting, Mark Morgan, the timing of this release, uh, because it comes out uh, Friday night, like it was like after 11 p.m. I mean, yep. I've covered, you know, Washington a long time. That's kind of when you want things to be buried. Uh, how interesting is that, that it was sort of being delayed for weeks upon weeks? And here it is, it comes out. And it's interesting when the White House gets asked about it, the numbers, because they were asked about it today, they were like, well, you know what, um, you know, there's just a lot of people fleeing places. They they still claim no responsibility for this open border. None. And they pretend they still pretend it's not a crisis. You still have the secretary of Homeland Security saying the borders are closed. You have the vice president of the United States saying our borders are are secure. When we know we can see with our own eyes, it's a complete lie. How can you say the border is secure when you have in 21 months 
5.2 million and uh, uh, 4.2 million of those are encounters and over a million gotaways. How can the borders be secure when we know criminals are coming in and we know drugs are coming in and we know sec- uh, potential national security threats are coming in? It's outrageous. And look, look, I, I've been in D.C. for a long time, Rita, and unfortunately, you're right. Friday, usually when you re- release something, when you want to bury it. But usually that's, that's like COB, close of business on a Friday. They didn't release it till 11 p.m. And here's something a lot of people don't realize. Former uh, acting DHS secretary Ken Cuccinelli and ICE director Tom Holman and I, we actually sent out our own press release on Friday afternoon telling DHS if they didn't release the numbers, we were going to uh, on Monday or Tuesday. And lo and behold, Friday night, at, 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 oh, close to midnight, they released the numbers. I mean, it's, 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 it's pathetic. I, I mean, it's so transparent that they're trying to hide the truth from the American people. One last thing on this. When I was commissioner responsible for this – not only did we release the numbers as fast as we could after the, the month, but I also personally, I personally held a live press conference every 30 days, and I addressed and answered every single question that was thrown at me because that's the right thing to be fully transparent with the American people. One thousand percent. And by the way, I didn't realize that you and Tom and Ken had sent that letter. That's great that you're putting pressure on them because yep. who knows if we I was thinking maybe they don't want to release it before the midterms. And uh, I think uh, it. it certainly helped. <laughs> well, if we were ready to go because we agree uh, we had the numbers. So we, we have our sources. So we had all the numbers already. And you're right. I think that's exactly right. sad, sad state. But I think they were intentionally trying to uh, hold the numbers until after the election. And then when we sent that out saying, oh, no, it's not going to work that way, we're going to do it, I felt they had no choice. And so, you know, they had to call people in to work late at night overtime to be able to release at 11 p.m. It's just disgusting. Well, you know, the elections, of course, are uh, just about two weeks away, which is amazing. Um, what do you think will change vis-a-vis the border if, say, the GOP gets the House and the Senate or just the House? How do you think things will change, first off, on the money end? And also, what about also, there are already talks about, hey, if they get the House, uh, there might even be calls for impeachment of Mayorkas and certainly hearings. Yeah, so, Reba, you and I were talking about that, you know, a, a little bit before, and I think you were spot on. Look, this is going to be very important. And, and right now, this is why I say, you know, securing our border is not a right or left thing. And I'm going after the Democrats right now because they're the ones that have unsecured the border intentionally, jeopardizing this country. And so now if the Republicans, let, let's say they take back the House and the Senate, that makes things a lot easier, right? They can get bills passed and they can do that. Right away, the House should introduce, you know, H.R. 1, the House Resolution Bill number 1, and should be all about securing our border, passing the Senate, and defy this president to veto a bill that was passed by both the House and the Senate. Senate that's about securing our border and protecting this country, number one. If they only get back to House, though, it's going to take a lot more political strength, courage, and will uh, to, for the House to do what they need to do. And look, I know a lot of people don't like this, but that means including shutting down the government. We can no longer fund the very agencies whose policies are opening the border. We've got to have the courage and, and strength to do that. And look, I don't think they're going to do a complete 180 reverse course, but at least by doing that, they can stop the bleeding. But look, I'm skeptical. You and I talked about this. Remember, under the Trump administration, the Republicans have the White House, the House, and the Senate, and they failed to pass a single piece of meaningful legislation to secure the border that would have stopped about 85 percent of what's going on now. So I'm hopeful, but I'm skeptical. What about under President Trump? Your thoughts about how he handled the border? 
Yeah, look, I, I tell you, and, and, and unfortunately, because his own Republicans for the first two years failed to do what they needed to, we had to do a lot through executive order and policy. And look, under his authority, I think President Trump did all that he could do. He gave us a plethora, a, a whole network of tools, authorities, and policies to be able to do our job and secure the border, right? It was well beyond just the wall system, right? But it was the wall system. It was the Remain in Mexico program. It was the asylum cooperative agreements with all three Northern Triangle countries. It, we were uh, given ICE the, the authority to actually do their job in the interior and remove criminals and people that were here unlawfully. And this, this administration has come in, and they took all of that away. Another thing that President Trump did, too, is, hey, he used his position as the president of the United States to put leverage on the Northern Triangle countries in Mexico. They stepped up to deal and, and address this as a regional crisis it is like never before. Mexico at one point had over 20,000 personnel not only securing their southern border, but also securing their interior interior and shutting down their northern border as well. And we had all three northern triangle countries that were agreeing to come on and help as safe third countries as well. It was unprecedented what we accomplished under President Trump. Yeah, and also they knew that he meant business, uh, that they he was going to turn them around. So, I mean, that the messaging and the actions, that is so key. Um, Mark Morgan, really great to have you here, the former acting commissioner for Customs and Border Protection. And you are terrific. I always love having you on the show, Mark. Thank you. You bet, Rita, anytime. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.